That's good. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. All right. What I'm, uh, we've gotten calls already with people with the flu, okay? I talked to Brother Dennis last night, and I started hanging the phone up. He sounds so bad. <laughs> so so we, we want to make sure we're not that old church, say, when you're sick, come, no, 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 home. And you can do this, and we can do this. That's okay, all right? Last week, I don't like doing a message that's going to last too long, so I will come back the next week and kind of finish up what we've done. One of the problems that we are having in the church is people are putting too much on the church. I'm talking about like on Sunday morning, you know. I mean, you can't be affected that much. You're only in here one, an hour and a half in here uh, once a week, and that, that's all it is to it. No, there's more to it than that. It's not what you get, it's what you bring, right? And the people that are the, that are the most happiest get the message. What we don't have, now listen to me very careful, is enough healers in the church. Now, I'm not talking, no, listen to what I'm saying. Like, when you ever watch TV and they have a, a healer up and, and people come up and they touch them and they ask them what their sickness is, is and they go through the healing process, amen, y'all watched that and seen that? Right. But you never see people uh, asking pastors, asking, or people asking folks that have broken hearts to come up. You never see that. You never see uh, uh, people that have been wounded in their spirit come up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it, 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 you all are supposed to be the healers. That's right. Now, you may not listen to me. You may not have had the gift of healing, but you're healers. Now, the gift of healing is an anointing that people touch uh, the sick and, and, and that kind of thing. But each Christian once you are saved and you've gotten through something, then you become a healer for other people who are in that situation. Does that make sense? So we're, we're wanting the church to do something. The church is not the church. When we say the church, we need to get off the church thinking the church. No, you the church, right? Yeah, the, the, you are the church. So what happens is there are people. See, I don't counsel certain people with certain issues and people get upset with that. I don't understand that. Hold on, I've never been through that before. So, but there's somebody in the church that I can direct you to who has that situation and that circumstance. And they have been healed over that. Then they become your healer. Doesn't the scripture says, let your light shine that men might see? Right. Well, what they're saying is there's somebody walking in darkness. They need a light, okay? You are the light for them because you was in that same darkness once and God brought you out of that darkness, you become a healer and a light for somebody else that's going through that. Does that make sense? So the church as a Christian, saved Christian, I keep telling y'all, there's only two things in, in here right now. There's only two things. Those that have been hurt and wounded and bruised and still trying to get there. There's three, excuse me. And those that are in recovery and then those that have overcame it. Do you understand? Right. So it is the obligation of some of you in here that have been through some things that God has given you the victory over those things to become healer, healers for those people who are dealing with those issues. Does that make sense? That responsibility is not just on the pastor. That's why pastors get wore out and get in trouble in areas that they can't counsel people in because they're in some, they someplace that they are totally have no clue. 
what's going on. But if we're going to be the body of Christ, then in that body, there is somebody there for you that can help you get through that hour of darkness or through that pain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, we are going, and you know, through these holidays, there are people who are going to have to go the first year without someone that they loved. And it's going to be a big void in their life. Second year, third year, all right, because that void doesn't get over. And I've told you all that it takes, yes, three to five years to get over a death of somebody you love and somebody you've been close to. You just can't. And people say, go on with your life. (laughs) Really? That doesn't work that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about somebody 80 and 90 years. We know that. But even then, it's a difficult thing because it leaves a void in our lives. And so we, we, we have to counsel each other and work with each other in these issues. Does that make sense? There are people who, a loss, listen to me, a loss can be more than a loss of somebody just dying also. Not just dying, or somebody dying, right? It can be loss of a job, all right? You could have an operation that could be loss of a body part. Does that make sense? And then as you get a little older, there's a lot of activities in your life that you can't function anymore, and that becomes a loss. Come on here, back, talk back to me. That becomes, that becomes a loss. And so we deal with it. And, and then someone may have had their heart broken. A, a relationship fell apart. Unfortunately, sometimes divorces, right? And these, are, and these people are trying to go through these things, right? And there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of pain that they're suffering. And it is up to us to remember. I always say this. We are here to do the unfinished work of Christ. That's right. Now, here's the people that, when Christ was on the cross, he said it's finished. And people think that when I say the unfinished work of Christ, I'm talking about something that he didn't do. No. Christ is where? He's at the right hand of the Father. Right? And who's here now? The Holy Spirit. And has anointed us with gifts, right? That's right. And, and, right? So, when I say the unfinished work of Christ, Christ shouldn't have to come down here to talk to someone who's lost someone because somebody in the church has. Right. And they are there to comfort those people. And so uh, last week we talked about when Jesus says, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to bruise those in prison, and set free those who are in captivity. Well, they're still there, right? He doesn't have to come back and do that, right? That's what we are here for. That's right. to, to help one another. We are, to, we are here to counsel one another, not meddle in each other's business, but to counsel one another, not to criticize or to put down, but to help one another. This is why so many Christians are unhappy is because they're not answering the call. Because when you're doing this, you can't get nothing. But when you're doing this, you can get something. Does that make sense? That's right. So, so what we want to do today is talk about, see, one of the things that Pastor Fields teaches you all, that trouble will find you. You see, I love, now, I'm telling you, you can be a Christian, you can be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but trouble will find you. And some of the things that we go through, y'all need to hear what I'm saying, has nothing to do with the devil. It's called life. That's right. Right? These are life things and life situation and life circumstances. Does that make sense? And you can't get away from that. You, you got, how many of you got kids? <laughs> well, Jesus. <laughs> you see, you see, what does it mean? Maybe somebody can see me after and counsel me. What does it mean when your children grow up? 
Somebody explain that to me. And folks, will get, they'll get real sick say, oh, I'm happy. My children are growing up. Ask the grandparent. Huh? Huh? You just in your second stage. Because there's a responsibility there. Listen to where I'm at. And then when the child gets sick or the child does something wrong, it doesn't only affect the parents, it affects the grandparents. Am I making any kind of sense? I'm trying to tell you there ain't no way out. Trouble will find you, all right? That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's always going to be something going on somewhere. And it doesn't have to be a family member, Sister Potts. It can be a friend going through something. And if you love that friend and you're part of that friend, then you're a part of that pain. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it, it sounds good sometimes, people, when the preacher's up there preaching, and nothing wrong with it, about prosperity and your day is coming. Yeah, it's coming. But, <laughs> you know, and all, no, we need to be prepared to be healers. And then we need to be prepared to be what? To be healed. Because we're going to have to go through some things. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, I got a lot of friends uh, that had knee replacements. Some old high school buddies, you know, we getting body replacements. Come on here, you know what I'm talking about. Things are just changing in our lives, all right? But somebody's been through it that can lead us through it. The scripture and the prayer were right here with my message, you see? So you either a minister or are you there to minister to? That's right. You see, people think a minister, they call, no, I'm not a minister, I'm a pastor. You see, there are some preachers that are really not good ministers. You know who the ministers are? That's right. Look the word. Have you ever watched a football game and somebody's certain they say they're administering to that person? Well, there ain't no preacher out there. There ain't no pastor out there. No, who's that? There's the medical people out there. Well, in this church, and I want to wait. And, and the sad part about it is, Sister Kim, we got folks in the household that need ministered to, and we're not ministering to each other. Oh, yeah, I said that. Yeah, we, yeah we, you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and it's the, one of the things that's always bothered me, come on, men, say amen before I even get started because you're going to get mad when I say it. Amen. You get mad. Now, I don't do it, but you get mad at the, because I don't counsel women, but you get mad at the, the, the lady that wants the pastor to counsel her, and you're mad at the pastor want to come in and shoot him. Well, her minister ought to be. That's right. Come on. Amen. It ought to be that husband. It ought to be that wife. You see, right? How can you? Uh, I'm going on because y'all looking at me like, oh, God. No, not oh, God. Oh, husband. Oh, wife. That's right. right? That's right. We're supposed to be, well, it even tells it in the scripture that you can't even be a pastor unless you've been a good minister to your wife and your children first. Look it up. Isn't that right? Right. All right. The only difference up here, you, you're just talking, speaking as a pastor. So what I'm trying, I'm calling y'all out. Are you, you either want to, listen to me, you either need to be ministered to or minister. If, and both of them make you feel good. That's right. Because when you help somebody else out, it makes you feel good about yourself. And if you, when you help them out, then they begin to feel better about themselves. Right. So the healers are sitting in these pews. And next thing I want to talk about is, okay, sometimes you get knocked down more than one time. You see, sometimes you get knocked down more than one time. The Fields household has had a year. We've had quite a year this year in our household. 
you know, you know, my daughter said she's just going to get everybody for Christmas a plastic bubble <laughs> and keep the whole family in it because we've had a tough year this year, okay? But we understand that that's just a part of life that's right. because these were things that were not in our control. And so I want to tell you sometimes, you get to, don't feel guilty because things that's happening in your life, some things are just life. That's right. Do you understand? Yeah. All right, we're ready to go. Here we go. And David tells us in Psalm 34, verse 17, that the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. So if you're a righteous person, he's going to cry out, and he'll hear you. So my thing is, my, it is the life you're living is going to determine how much he's listening. See, people are worried too much about the wrong thing. It's where is your position with God? Well, Do you understand what I'm saying? See, we worry about, oh, uh, just stuff. You come to church, you just worry about all No, that ain't got nothing to do with you. Where is your place with God? Are you living a righteous life? And that's what the Bible says. And he says, when the righteous cry out, the, the Lord hears them. And what is this? Then he delivers them from all their troubles. He delivers them from their trouble. All their troubles. 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 Come on, y'all say Close troubles. Yeah, that's a bunch. Of, so it's the Bible's telling you that there's no place you can go. There's no place you can hide. That, and I say this. Now, this is from the Gospel of Johnny. Trouble will find you. That's right. I don't care. It's, gonna, it's just life. And, the, it's, and then, then the Gospel, and then, the, of course, the Psalms are telling you the same thing in a different way, that God is going to deliver you from all your troubles. So what that means, there's going to be some troubles. Right? That's right. There's going to be some troubles. There's going to be some bad times, good times, sad times, glad times. But you have to understand that he will deliver you. Now, sometimes being delivered means help you get through. All right? It says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he's close to the broken. Remember last week we talked about our ministry here in this church. My ministry is for the brokenhearted. That's what the prophecy was, the brokenhearted. So in this church, that's what we all, see, you can be sick in an area of your life, but be able to help somebody in an area, in another area of their life. That's right. Does that make sense? Just because you got something going on in your life doesn't mean that you can't be used to help somebody in another part of their life. Does that make sense? And so uh, you may be hurting in your body and, and not be brokenhearted, but somebody else is brokenhearted. you just hurting physically. Well, you understand? You can be hurting and say, well, I'm, I'm kind of hurting. I got a toothache, but we can talk. Right. I, I, right. These, these pains, I got a backache, but we can talk because you can still encourage somebody that is brokenhearted. And, and broken, heart, broken has been, there, there are people sitting in this church that have been fractured or damaged. And, and that means they're no longer in one piece. That means they've been crushed and shattered. And so sometimes things can happen to you as a Christian that can crush you and shatter you. Sometimes to the belief that to the point that it will crush, you will question your own faith. Well. And if you ain't been there, you keep living. Remember, I told you all the first time in my life that I'd ever uh, uh, was disconnected from the spirit. My spirit was ever broken is when that pain was hitting me. I thought God left. The doctors left. Medication wasn't working. And it hurt. But my spirit was crushed for a minute. But it came back, and I'm back, and I'm good. But the problem of it is, is I, not the problem, the blessing of it is, is for you all, I, I went through that, and I experienced that. 
My, and, and I was crushed. And somebody's been, in here probably has been shattered. Have you ever thought everything was going all right in maybe a relationship or something? Or you thought you was really healthy. And then you get the report in the relationship. Somebody's leaving. You don't want to be there anymore. And it shatters you. Or you go to the doctor. And some of you all know what I'm talking about. You think you good. You walk in there good. And by the time you, he tells you what's wrong with you, you crawling out of there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And for a minute, it shatters you because you ain't happy. Oh, I'm going to get an operation. No. Oh, Joe's saying it's not me. He's saying he's got cancer. Oh, sister so-and-so thought she was in a great relationship. She's just excited that the husband left. This is life. And it's happened to some of you here, and you know what I'm talking about. And it shatters you. You see, and I'm just reading this, a person has given up all hope. This, this, is a, this is a broken heart. When you get broken in your heart, it can get you to the point that you lose hope. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? And see, people, people talk about Job. And, you know, when you can preach Job and talk about Job's faith, you know Job cursed the day he was born. That's right. That's scripture. That's right. Yeah, you know, and, and it can happen to you. But, but see, we are here looking for a healer. If I'm crushed in my spirit and, 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 I'm, and my life is shattered and somebody's out there, I need a healer. You know, don't come telling me what, when I was going through my little thing and people were quoting me, and I didn't even read them, never sent text me. I got one of those flip phones, folks. Don't be sending me, don't, don't be, don't be sending me no scripture on that thing. I look, that's too long. Click it off, all right? But some people sent me cards. I love the cards. I don't need scripture. I know God's real. I know God's a healer. I want somebody to send me a card. I'm thinking about you, praying for you, and I love you. That's right. Do you understand That's what right. I'm saying? That's right. Even your leader went through that. He was at a point in his life where, you know, just about six weeks ago, he was at a point in his life where he didn't need, he, he had plenty of people praying, right? And then he had people all around him, but he needed somebody to say, I love you, Pastor. We miss you. We're praying for you. Because he was, he was crushed a little bit in there. Are you with me? And so, so, you know, so, and it can be brokenhearted. So you all in here that have a good heart and everything's going good, your duty is to help the brokenhearted. That's right. And you know some people sitting in this church is going through some things. These are the holidays. These are the worst time and the best time. The best time for some and the worst time for others. And so the ones that it's the best time for, it is in the, uh, you're supposed to help those that it's the worst time. You see? All right. I have no idea what's where Verse 18. Thank you. So again, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Because now the Bible knows it's saying that because there's going to be some times when your spirit is going to be crushed. You see? I'm just using this as a parable. Say parable. You, re- you got that little baby. You remember that little baby? You was rocking that little cute thing, just rocking that little baby and changing diapers and was excited when they crawled and was excited when they first took their first step. And then they became a teenager. And not a good teenager. Listen, all right? And got themselves in some trouble. And you was a good parent. Because it ain't bad parents always. Sometimes the good parents. And, and that does what to you? It crushes you because you, that you've raised this child to be a certain way and this child went another direction. And it crushes, it crushes you. It hurts you because you've done everything you could do. 
And if you're not careful, you'll start blaming yourself for the, the bad decisions that somebody else made that, had, that knew better. And so you need somebody who's went through that to talk to you and say, listen, sweetheart, I've been through that. Listen, man, I've been through that. I've done everything I could for my child, but that child chose to go that direction. You need to quit blaming yourself for that. That's called ministering to them. That's right. All right, here we go. Again, we're reminded in verse 19 that the righteous person may have many troubles. How many? Many. All right. But the Lord delivers him from them all. So you may have many troubles. There ain't no place you can hide. There's no place you can hide. You may have many troubles, and if you're not careful, you'll start blaming yourself and saying, well, I must have done something wrong. Or the devil's doing this. No, it's just sometimes troubles. Sometimes we have the troubles. That's why when you, you, none of y'all do, because y'all call it worldly music, sometimes you listen to the blues, and you can identify with them blues. Well, you see, I call it right. sometimes the blues is gospel. That's right. Because I done felt that pain before. You know what I'm talking about? Do you understand what I'm saying? And I told somebody once, the blues ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad. Huh? Right. You see, and, I told, and they said, well, what do you mean by the good man? I said, read the Psalms. You want to hear some blues, you read the Psalms. David is hurting. He's a good man, but his spirit was crushed. Right. There were some things going on in his life that he was battling with. It was in his head. Do you understand? And some of the greatest psalms are some of the most painful psalms. Do you understand? So the Bible's not telling us, say, there's one thing that when I can get to heaven, God can get me for some things, but he won't get me for one thing telling, lying to y'all up here, because I'm, no, I'm no, no Sunday good time preacher. It's sometimes you think hell is broke loose in your life. And sometimes you're going to get, the old folks say, you'd be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something, don't ever say next. What next? Don't say that. And really, listen to me. Don't even laugh when I say this. This is a curse to you if you say this. Well, it can't get worse. Well. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, it can get worse. You just need to focus on the scripture where the scripture says no matter what it is, no matter what your troubles are and how many your troubles are, God can deliver you through all of them. That's right. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. And make it spiritual. He'll protect you. He'll hurt you. It'll hurt, but you won't be broken. You won't be broken. Yes, it, it'll be painful, but you won't be broken because he promised us that. He didn't promise us there wouldn't be no trouble, did he? He just promised us it wouldn't break us. That's right. If we are righteous. That's right. All right. It tells us in Proverbs 24, verse 16, the NIV says that the righteous fall seven times. Oh, seven times. So the righteous fall seven times. Wow. You would think if I was, see, I wanted to join church and be a righteous man so I wouldn't fall at all. That's what they were saying. But the scripture says, hey, a righteous man can fall seven times. Mm. But it says they rise again. But they'll get up. Yes, I've fallen. But I get up. But guess why some people get up? They're weak, but the reason they get up is because you get up with them. That's right. And that is what we're supposed to do. When somebody falls, God sends the, a righteous person f falls. God sends another righteous person, and that person ministers to them, and they get up together. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right. He's not supposed to come down here to get up with the brother or the sister. He's calling me to do it. That's right. And so I represent him. All right, church. 
The scripture goes on to say, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Yeah, they stumble. They can't handle it. They can't handle it. But we're going to be okay. Are you with me? Yeah. All right, keep going, please. And Pastor, a calamity is an event causing great and often sudden damage or distress. But we go through it. They can go through it. Two people, same situation, same circumstance. One, he makes it through it. The other one falls apart. Two people, same situation. She makes it through it. The other one falls apart. Mm. Scripture, folks. All right. Calamity is also a disaster. Because disasters are going to happen sometimes. And them fires in California, man. I'd, I'd be moving from California. They've been burning that place up all summer. Can you imagine... I mean, they, that, they showed that, and that thing was burning up fire with fire. That's right. It happens. It happens. Floods happen. Hurricanes happen. Tornadoes happen. Car wrecks happen. Disease happens. But when we can't stand, we do what? Stand anyhow. We stand anyhow. And then when we can stand and our brother or sister falls, we lend them a hand. We lend them a, a helping hand. And they'll say, well, I've been praying. Will you tell them I'm God's hands? Come on up, sister. I'll get up here with you. That's how we do it. Refuge. Okay. And, 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 and some people also need a refuge. They need a place of comfort. Is that right? Shouldn't have to leave your house. You see? Some of you in here. See, see that, that would be. See, I'm just going to kind of have fun. Can I have fun? I'm going to do it anyway. Just say yes, Pastor. You could be in a relationship of some kind, and, or you really want to know how much that person loves you. The next time they say they love you, you ask them, will you be my refuge? Well, that's right. Will you be the healer when my heart's broken? Well. You say you love me when I'm broken. Anybody can love somebody fixed up. Will you love me when I'm broken down? You understand? When I'm that man, look at me, man. When I'm that man, and I'm supposed to be a man, but I'm broken, could you cry in your wife's bosom like a little boy? Well. And she would still respect you as a man. Mm. That's what it's about. Or vice versa. Or, or when I just need a, re a refuge, and a refuge is? A condition of being safe or sheltered from danger or trouble. Sometimes, sometimes I need a refuge. I just want to feel safe. I want to feel safe. Ladies, have you ever just wanted to be feel safe? You see? And sometimes feeling safe is not from a physical being hurt, but safe knowing that the love, respect, dignity, and integrity is in your arms for me also a safe sanctuary. Can you be my sanctuary? Can you be the place, you know, the sanctuary is, the sanctuary is a place that you can go and worship. That's what it is. That's right. Will you be that for me? Just ask them. All right. Am I doing all right? Yeah. All right. The voice says that for a good man may fall seven times and get back up again. You can get back up. 
You see, you see, you know why he's going to get back up? Ask me why. Because his wife was in church or the person he was in relationship was in church this Sunday and said, baby, that was only the third time. The Bible says seven. You're going to get back up. That's right. Yes, sweetheart, we good. I know you got to have this operation, but we are good. Because this is just the second. The Bible says seven, and this is our second, and I'm going to get up with you. That's right. We, are, we okay. Sometimes, that's called ministering. To, let me tell you, the greatest minister, because this makes more sense to me, the greatest minister ought to be the person you're in a relationship with. I'm just saying from here, I ain't saying you got it. Talk back to me. Amen, Pastor. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a safe place. When I'm broken, I need you to be there. Right? When I need a refuge, I need for you to be there. That's right. When I'm going through any kind of calamity, you need to be there. Contract, you need to be there for me. Even as a friend. Do you have somebody like that in your life? You either should be on one end or the other end. Right. And the same about it is, sometimes I'm on this end and Gwen's on the other end. Sometimes she's on this end. And I'm on the other end. Okay, all right. I got my breath back. Where am I at? It says, but the wicked will stumble around and fall into misfortune. And that's why you see, when you see somebody stumble around and falling into misfortune, you may not want to hook up. That's right. Say, well, I'll give you a call. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. Can I say this, you know, too many people let other people stumble into their life. All right. I like what the message says. It says, God loyal people don't stay down long. What? God loyal people. God loyal people stay won't stay down long. long. We're going to fall sometimes, but we're not going to stay down long. We're going to cry, but we're not going to stay down long. We're going to grieve, but we're not going to stay down long. Because we have a right to grieve because what we're going through is grieving time. There is a time to grieve. Do you know that? That's right. Well, when you go through that grieving time, we're going to grieve. You see, give me, give me time to grieve, but I'm going to get back up. Don't come and tell me not to grieve because I need to grieve. I'm hurting. I have a broken heart. I'm bruised. I'm wounded. But I'm going to get back up. Do you understand? You see, my enemies may be laughing at me. And making fun of me and, and, all, and doing all that crazy stuff. But what they don't know, I will rise again. Right. Amen? Amen? All right. Scripture says soon they are up on their feet. Yeah. While the wicked end up flat on their faces. <laughs> Was that soon and very soon? I'll be back up on my feet again. Do you understand? But the wicked's not getting up. You see? They can't get up. They don't have no substance. And guess what? The wicked don't have a God that a Send them somebody to get up with them. That's right. We do. All right? Now turn to Isaiah 57. I'm going to start with verse 14. First from the NIV, then the voice, then the message. And I always like doing it like this because I want you walking out here understanding, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Don't nobody tell you you can't get through this. Don't tell them I tell you this is too difficult. We don't commit suicide in here. We kill the adversity. Right? Do y'all understand me? That's not the way we roll in here, right? Yeah, see, we don't run from trouble. We know trouble's going to find us sometimes, right? That's right. But we make a stand in here. That's what we're about in here, right? And not only does God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost in spirit stand with me, we stand with each other. That's right. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Minister to one another. Here we go. 
Scripture says, and it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the road, remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. What? God will move, move them. I'm coming through. That's right. That's right. Johnny Fields is coming through. God is saying, y'all better move the obstacles out of his way. All right, here we go. For this is what the high and exalted one says. That means God. He who lives forever, mm -hmm. whose name is holy. Well. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite. <laughs> He's so high, he lives with me. Ain't that something? God is so way up there. But when I have a contract, he comes right down here and gets beside me. Now that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff there. And what? And a contrite person is a guilty feeling or showing deep sorrow and remorse wow. for a sin or something bad you have done. He was at the right hand of the Father, came down here, wrapped himself up in humanity, gave his life to be equal with me mm, right. and still equal with God. Jesus done that for you. How can you not turn your, how can you turn away from that? Huh? Buddha can't do that for you and didn't. Muhammad wouldn't do and wouldn't. That's right. But Jesus done that. God the Father done that for you by sending his son to come down here when I'm in a low state. All right? Contrite is also grief of heart for having offended God. I've been there. Have you ever been there? Amen. But then he comes down in passion and says, I forgive you of your sins. Go and sin no more. All right? Scripture says that the lowly in spirit and to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. He, he was what? Revive. He, see, it, and they used to have years ago, I don't know if they still do it. They used to have revivals. And they would bring a preacher in from someplace else to do the revival. Okay? And I always wondered that when I first got into church. Why do you need to revive folks that are supposed to be already where they are? Yeah. That was crazy. But, you know, sometimes we need to have a revival. Right. But guess where the revival can start at? Say where, Pastor? What? In your house. That's right. That's right. You see, your wife needs revived. You be her preacher. Your husband needs revived. You be her preacher or his preacher or minister. Minister to them. I'm just educating you. I ain't going home with you. You're going home with each other. You got a friend? You know it's not my responsibility to revive your friend. That's right. Your responsibility to revive your friend. My responsibility is to educate you and to let you know what to do. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. Too many preachers, not enough ministers. All right, here we go. Well, the voice says, for those who cling to the true God, it is said, Clear the way that they travel. God, make my, my path straight. Remember, I teach this all the time. My prayer is always, God, give me a spiritual revelation. Give me a spiritual revelation because when I get that spiritual revelation, he gives me the wisdom to know what path I need to travel. That's right. Let me tell you what gets people in trouble. Listen to me very carefully. When God connects you to do something, and to be somewhere, you will never be blessed anyplace else but there. I tell people all the time, when they get, you know, folks get upset at pastors and deacons and all that stuff. 
Don't you sit down and figure out it's your time to go until you've been released by the Spirit. Because if the Spirit puts you there, unless the Spirit release you, you better stay there. Because right. God ain't changing his mind. And you go over there, you ain't getting the same blessing. That's right. God done put some of y'all together in here. Let me do it this way. Some of you husbands and wives are here together, and you can tell me, you say, Pastor, God brought me this woman. Are you in a relationship, and y'all want to get married? You say, God brought me this woman, and the Holy Spirit revealed to us, to me, that this is the, we're supposed to be together. You better stay together. That's right. Because can't no judge undo what God done. That's right. You, can I say that over here? Sister Evelyn, you say amen to me. Amen, ain't good. Can't no judge undo what God done. That's right. There's a place in it. Wait a minute. Not even these positions. When you take these positions in the church, be careful. Because the Bible said, let that that God has put together, let no man asunder. That's right. Careful, careful. You see? That's why I don't like doing it, and I won't do it today. I don't like opening the doors of the church. Y'all see, I don't do that very often, right? Because folks be joining church, and you be coming up here talking about, I'm going to join Christ Temple North. I want to be a member of this church. And you telling the Holy Spirit brought you up here, you can't go to a nothing. Right. And be blessed unless the Holy Spirit release it. Well, and God, God don't change his mind. Somebody could come in here and say, Joel Osteen wants me to take over his church, and you'll have 50 or whatever they got down there, uh, 20,000 members. You see, and they'll give me a lot of money. I'll be, have a big congregation and broke. Because God didn't release me from here. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? That's right. Understand that. Okay, let's keep going. Because he's, when he makes the road and he gives you a path, there ain't no other path you can travel that you're going to be successful on but the path he gives you. That's right. Right? He says, widen the roads and make them smooth. Mm -hmm. Take away any difficulty so that they may go easily. All right, we keep going. We, I've worked it For out. the highest God above, who is and always will be, the only one who is holy has this to say. Yes, and this is what he's got to say. Eternal one, I live in the high and holy place, <laughs> yet I am with the low. He says, I live in the high place, but I'm with the low. The Watch weak. out who you're making fun of. God's with him. Do y'all know God's with them homeless people out there? Be careful. Be care see, you could see a homeless person. And, and the Bible, yes, and I can prove this by scripture. I ain't going to look it up. You look when you get home. You think that's a homeless person? And that walking, that could be an angel. That's right. That's right. Because the Bible said, be careful who I entertain, because you could be what? Entertaining. God may send a homeless person to you. You think it's a homeless person, and you got some money in your pocket, and you turn away, and that homeless person you turned away was an angel. That's right. That's right. All right. He says, I am with the low, the weak. And the humble. And he says, I am with the low, the weak, and the humble. So if, if he's with the low, the weak, and the humble, who are we supposed to be with? The low, the weak, and the humble. We're supposed to tell, we with you. That's right. We're staying with you. You see? Sometimes people say, well, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in a low state right now. You know what I tell them? I'll get down here with you. That's right. I ain't got no problem getting down here with you. That's right. Then you can get up with me. All right. He tells us that a, he is here to renew their vitality and revive their strength. And he's done it for me so many times, I can't even count them. You all been, y'all been on this journey with me. I keep coming back because of who he is and whose I am. Do you understand? I think we have one more scripture and we're done. Finally from the message. All right. This says a message from the high and towering God. This is our message. 
who lives in eternity, whose name is holy. All right. I live in the high and holy place. And he's telling you, he says, your name, he's calling your name. He says, I live in a high and holy place. But also with the low spirit. And he's telling me tonight, to, excuse me, he's telling me, even if you're low in spirit, he's here with you. L listen, listen to me. The, one of the biggest lies ever told is, I know how you feel. The people always say that, I know how you feel. Right, you know. I don't know how you feel. Guess what? Say what, Pastor? Don't want to know how some of you feel. Right? That's right. You crazy? But anyway, no. But God knows how you feel. He says, I know how you feel. And guess what? When he knows how you feel, he sends the right person to you. That's right. All right. He says, I'm with the low spirited, the spirit crushed. And the spirit is crushed. He's with you. I don't know who's in here today. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If you're not in here and one of these people, you're going to find somebody that is. Be prepared to go to work. All right? And what I do is put a new spirit in them. So he'll give you a new spirit. You see, he gives you a new spirit. Man, it's nothing like it when you come down and you get back up. You get to feeling good and feeling better about yourself. And folks think you're faking it. You know, when I came in after all that stuff I went through, I know some people thought he can't be feeling that good. Just been in the hospital going through. No, he wasn't faking it. I was feeling really good to get up out that hospital bed. Right. And God had revived. While I was there, guess what? He gave me some vitamins. That's right. Yes. Vitality and strength in me. And I came out a stronger man than I went in. That's right. Do you understand? And guess what? Say what, Pastor? Y'all got a better pastor because of that. That's right. You got a stronger pastor because of that. And guess what? But there's a bad thing about it, though, because I'm talking to Sister, uh, Sister Evelyn because she's doing it. He's expecting you to be stronger and better because of that. That's right. We blow the Christ Temple North. We blown the Christ and we go to a church called Christ Temple North. Yes, we're going to fall down. Yes, we're going to get some hits. But the Bible tells us we're going to get up every time we get hit. Stronger than when we went down. And I believe that or I wouldn't preach it. That's right. All right. Again, he says, I put a new spirit in them. And get them up on their feet again. And we're going to be up on our feet again. Can't no hospital bed hold us down. It's not happening in here. Can't no, let me tell you something. When you get bold enough, make sure you're bold enough. When you get bold enough and you believe this gospel, can no demon in hell hold you down. That's right. Because God will come and see about you. That's just how it is. Amen? Right. Amen. All right, all right. Give God a hand clap.